Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Shop Floor. Tune in to this week's episode. Hello all, it is Ange. I am the host of Beyond the Shop Floor podcast. Welcome back to another week. It has been a week, let me tell you. Um, There has been a lot going on for me. I am currently, it is the third week of September. I have hit week seven in New Zealand. So for those that know me well and know what I've been up to, I came to New Zealand thinking I had escaped lockdown. Um, and New Zealand, of course, was um, plunged into lockdown um, for a few weeks. I'm in the South Island, so very lucky. Um, it's beautiful. It's been an absolute joy to spend some extended time with my family. Um, but it was unanticipated. So it has, uh, yeah, been interesting. There's been lots of personal and professional developments, challenges, um, most of all just sort of learning to lean into the lack of control. Um, I am a bit of a control freak. And I am also a perfectionist. I like to know. I like to plan. Um, So it has been quite interesting to lean into the concept of just, you know, (laughs) trusting that I'll get back to to Melbourne whenever I can. And, yeah, there's been lots of challenges along the way. I certainly am not saying it's all been smooth sailing. I bought one suitcase with me. That has been interesting seems like such a trivial thing to complain about but you know not having access to my belongings and my personal space and being able to cook a meal um those are all things you know my friends and um my clients and everything at the moment is kind of based over in Australia so it has been a bit of an interesting time for me um but you know, I keep telling myself there's a lesson in here somewhere. <laughs> we'll find it. Um, personally, I've been, you know, trying to buy a house, which is a very interesting experience, um, and also finalising a postgraduate. So um, I do apologise that uh, the podcast hasn't been quite as regular um, as it would normally be. Um, I think we're pretty much back on track now, and I'm very excited about the guests that have so generously given their time and the next few podcasts I've got an amazing guest coming on next week um who I just love her she's I've known her for um a couple of years now and she's a general manager of an amazing jewelry brand um and then the guest after that I'm really excited I um have got a global recruitment manager from a very um, phenomenal group that has just done so well during COVID. And I think it will be really great for everyone to get some insight into um, a specific sort of talent acquisition team and how they operate, um, particularly as it relates to fashion um, and retail. So if you have any questions that you would like me to ask around recruitment processes and how talent acquisition teams work or anything like that, please do shoot me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Today is a solo podcast and um, I thought we could do a bit of a deep dive into psychometric testing. Psychometric testing is such an interesting one. 
Um, it's a great tool. We are obviously using them increasingly in recruitment processes and um, they are used to assess someone's suitability and also profile their personality um, so that a company can sort of predict uh, what kind of behaviours they might anticipate or how they would work in or what, you know, motivators a particular person has. Um, we also would use um, psychometric testing within my private career coaching as well, although it is used in a slightly different way. It's definitely a tool for self-awareness, um, for increasing those, those levels of self-awareness um, and also helping people to understand what their natural aptitude is. So people might come to me um, looking for support um, with career coaching and um, with career coaching, we would uh, have a few more ethical considerations when looking to introduce a career assessment tool. Um, so, you know, where, how appropriate it is to, to use a career assessment tool. I think it's a really interesting to explore today. Um, I think career assessment tools and psychometric testing are great if we know why we're using them or we know what to do with the results. And I think that's the big question that a lot of companies are still working out. Um, the, you know, like, why are we actually using the psychometric test and what do we do with those results? Um, because I know, you know, that, uh, you know, a, a very busy um, small business owner does not have time to read a 30-page report on anticipated behaviours or personality profiling of a um, potential hire. Um, and just for reference, there is no kind of conclusion to those tests where it says, yes, hire Ange or no, don't hire Ange. You know, it's not like that. It's very objective. Um, so, you know, it's interesting to explore how psychometric testing is used. And I thought today we could explore how psychometric testing is used as an individual and then also how a, a company would use a psychometric testing in their recruitment process um, or, you know, if they're introducing it um, to profile their team and work out the um, indicators of high performance. That's a really interesting one that I've done previously in um, uh, when I was the global recruitment manager for a company called Bendon. But let's start with looking at what psychometric tests actually measure. Um, psychometric tests are measuring your interests, your personality and your aptitude. Um, and the interest tests also measure, measure, excuse me, how people differ in their motivation, values and opinions in relation to their interests. So we tend to look in careers at um, things like how your values, your ethics, um, your aptitude all kind of plays in together so that you can create or design a career that is in alignment with you. Um, psychometric tests are usually standardized tests, okay, they're obviously designed by psychologists and they were created to measure your mental performance. And they help to identify two main things in the recruitment process specifically, and that's your potential for the, in, within that role and company and also your personality. Um, employers would use psychometric tests as part of their recruitment process and it's used as a determinant and whether you would be suitable for a particular role. The, you cannot pass or fail a psychometric test. 
the purpose of psychometric testing is really to get more of an objective and scientific assessment of what your strengths and weaknesses are, because we know about how much subconscious and unconscious bias really impacts an interview process. You know, if we would need everyone to go through exactly the same recruitment process or interview process um, and be asked the same questions and, you know, remove all the likelihood of people responding to each other and personality clashes and all the rest of that. So, you know, it's more of a way of introducing objective uh, scientific assessment to, to make a decision of either if you're already employed and your company's using a psychometric testing of where could they best utilize you or, um, you know, it's used obviously in that recruitment process to select the best candidate for the job, um, but not in isolation, which we will discuss further on. So let's explore, first of all, how psychometric testing is used during the recruitment process and why companies would have introduced psychometric testing. Well, psychometric testing was pretty much introduced because of um, the increasing um, experiences of businesses making poor recruitment choices, essentially. And like we were saying earlier, because, you know, there was so much bias occurring within that recruitment process, um, it's probably quite uh, indicative of human nature. We tend to like people who are quite similar to us. <laughs> I'm sure everyone has a recruitment experience where their manager has hired someone exactly like them. Um it is human nature to do that. It is human nature to create a team of, um, I don't know, introverts or extroverts or whatever. But we know that that obviously isn't always the best approach. Uh, so psychometric testing was sort of introduced within that recruitment process to evaluate that compatibility um, and it kind of looks at not only your ability to do the role, um, but also uh, how that person would fit into the business, um, you know, what management style they respond to, like what their motivators are and, and that sort of thing. Um, within an existing organisation, if they introduce psychometric testing, it helps companies understand why some individuals might be performing really well in some areas and why others are better suited for a particular position. So it kind of looks at performance, um, so high performance and low performance, um, and understands, like, how could you get uh, high performers to stay, um, average performers to become high performers, and then low performers either to um, be motivated in the right way to start performing and then work their way up to high performers, or, you know, to sort of address those instances where someone may be in the wrong organisation or in the wrong role and then creating a roadmap um, to resolve that. Um, so it really looks at um, those indicators of performance as well, which is, yeah, a, a profiling test that we did within a previous organisation I worked in. Um, and we looked at um, where we could sort of draw um, some of the links through. So looking at high performers and is there any correlation between their education level, um, their professional experience, how many years they've been working, um, what kind of characteristics do 
characteristics? Yeah, I think that's correct. Sorry, it's been a long day. Um, but what kind of characteristics really work well within that particular role or organisation? So where I worked at the time um, was a lingerie company and uh, we identified that uh, some of the uh, critical skills that were required were empathy, uh, a high level of emotional intelligence and also confidence too um, because they were fitting bras, um, which we all know is probably some of the most hated activities for women. Um, but it was really looking at people that had a natural aptitude um, to make people feel relaxed and comfortable, also that they were confident to allow that person to take the lead. And then we essentially, once we identified those critical skills, we were able to tailor our whole recruitment process, um, you know, to change the wording in our ads and to look at the questions we were asking in the interview process to try and help us identify people with those specific skill set, which you know, essentially would ensure that we had a better level of performance in our hires. So it's actually very insightful and really, really interesting when it's used um, uh, in a really ethical and considered way. Um, so the three different areas of psychometric testing generally fall under ability testing, aptitude testing, and personality testing. So ability testing would measure your potential to learn new skills or to cope with the pressures of a specific job. Um, aptitude testing is also job related, but would focus on specific job areas and how you would perform in a defined role. Um, and personality testing would more look at um, the different personality types and suggest to management how to get the best results from you. Um, every person is unique with their own set of strengths and weaknesses, which is really important to remember. So the purpose of testing is to get an objective assessment. Okay, so they can make a decision about how they could best work with you to ensure that you're set up for success. And that's a really important thing for you. everyone listening to. Um, hopefully, some people already knew that, but maybe it just affirms um, a concern that you had about how psychometric tests are used. The other thing that's really important to think about is that most um, businesses would certainly not be using a um, psychometric test in isolation to make the own, you know, the decision. It's not the main selection tool. Um, in fact, I think, you know, it actually the data does show um, not, not even I think I know, that the data shows that an unstructured informal interview actually has shown to be of greater validity um, than any self-report psychometric test. Um, so that's a really interesting thing to think about. The other thing is that um, if it's a free resource, it's a standardised test, okay? So also when you're looking at, say, a company that offers psychometric testing, or oh, there's someone within an organization who is trained um, within disprofiling 
um, or Myers-Briggs or anything like that, then they have actually gone through a intensive significant training um, in order to interpret the results of a test and then deliver those results as well. So if an organisation doesn't have that resource available to them and it's a free resource of a psychometric testing that they're using, then absolutely it would be, I would question the validity of of how that test is used in the recruitment process or indeed if we even know why we're using that psychometric test. Um, But at best, it's giving them an insight into how to get the best performance out of you, which is only going to be something that works in your favour. So I think that the the levels of self-awareness that psychometric tests bring um, definitely outweighs the the cons of of using psychometric testing without having a um, qualified resource in-house. So you know, it really does look at sort of attracting the right people to apply. It also looks at things like um, helping you with your communication style, um, uh, reducing um, attrition, so people resigning, obviously, within um, that probationary period, um, and also improving engagement as well. But one thing we obviously don't want is for people to overinterpret test results um, or not use a test in conjunction with other methods. Um, so those are really important considerations for companies to think about when they're using psychometric testing. Uh, psychometric testing as well, you can anticipate that it would be used sort of after the first or second interview, certainly before a company would move to office stage. Um, but and I think that that because it's before they move to office stage, some people get quite concerned about how that psychometric test is used. Um, but, you know, remember, it's not the be-all and the end-all. Um, it's part of a wider evaluation strategy. So what do you need to know if you're about to undertake a personality assessment or a psychometric test um, within, you know, the company of your dreams? Well, I think it's important to remember that it's actually just informing the decision maker about your behavioural style, your interests, your preferences and your motivations. So rather than being concerned about what that person wants to hear, it's actually always going to work out better if you are genuine um, and, and answer honestly. Um, it's looking at your critical problem-solving ability, um, how you approach those problems, how you handle stress and conflict, um, how you prefer to be managed. And those are all uh, very valid things that happen within the workplace. And it's important for people to understand that about you. Um, So while there's no right or wrong answers, yeah, it's just really important. Don't overthink your responses or, or try to answer in a way that you think that they'd like to hear. Um, You can prepare for a personality assessment. (laughs) Obviously, you're not going to know what the questions are. Um, But there are obviously some small things that you can do to help you prepare for a personality assessment. Um, And I think one of those is that mindset and positive attitude. Um, Making sure you're well-rested before you take the test. Um, and obviously making sure that you complete all of the questions is going to help get the right impression of you or a correct impression, not a right impression, just the correct one. 
So I'm really curious to understand your experience of psychometric testing, whether you're a hiring manager or you use it as an individual, what was your uh, experience of psychometric testing? I would love to hear. 